0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Banter Podcast, episode 51. This is your host, Ben
1: Cohen. And I am your co-host, Mike Luciano.
0: On today's show, we're going to be discussing the latest tragic incident on Capitol Hill. We're also going to discuss Matt Gates's train wreck of an interview with Tucker Carlson and the fact that he is being investigated by the Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him. And we also have our incredibly popular segment. What F- crazy fucking thing did a Republican say this week? And we have a good, we have a good couple of quotes for you, um,
1: Mike, my friend. How are you? I'm well, Ben. I have a question for you. Have you ever had a hummingbird fly inside your house?
0: No, but I've had a possum come into my bedroom. But but but. Uh, this is, I'll, I'll tell that story, but you go ahead. You appears like you've had a humming, that, that sounds quite challenging.
1: It is, was extremely challenging. You know, I, you know, we have a hummingbird f- feeder on the deck here. And when we're on our deck, we like to leave the screen door open so our dog can come and go as he pleases inside and outside. And we've never had a hummingbird fly into the house until last week. And I had always assumed that in the event that this happened, Because hummingbirds are really smart, they would just go back up. That did not happen. Instead, we had the hummingbird fly into our house and immediately fly up to the ceiling. And we have extremely high ceilings, like can't really shoo it toward like a window or anything like that. And so my wife and I, for nearly 30 minutes, were trying to get this hummingbird. We opened all of the windows in the house. But the hummingbird did not, it didn't want to get off the ceiling. And eventually it makes its way toward the upstairs where the ceiling is lower. So now we go upstairs and we have like, we popped out these screens and we're using the screens to like shoo it, try to shoo it out. And finally it it gets so tired. It perches on one of our screens and then we just lowered the screen down to the level of one of the windows and it flew out. So moral of this story, hummingbird in the house, do not recommend. If you have a hummingbird feeder near any of your doors, keep them closed.
0: It it sounds like basically having a very, very large wasp come into your house. Yes. Yes. Except
1: hummingbirds aren't assholes. Wasps are assholes.
0: Okay, that's true. Well I, I my my possum story is uh, I I was uh, when I first moved to Washington DC and uh, I was staying in the sh- in a in a big group house um was a decade ago and uh, my cousin from the UK was over staying with me and I went up into my room uh, It was on the top floor of a very large house uh, and um, I looked on the windowsill and there was a you know 3 foot long possums perched on the on the windowsill and I don't know if you've ever seen a possum up close, but they are hideous, fucking scary. They are really scary. And I, I have to confess, I like ran downstairs and and got my cousin. I'm like, oh my god, there's a like I don't know what the you know what the fuck's in my bedroom. Come and have a look. And my cousin just started laughing at me. He said, you're you know stop being such a worst. Like I can't believe it. it's just a you know it's probably nothing. You know, you can't be that bad. I'm like, oh yeah, come up and have a look. He came up to have a look, and my cousin, who um, at the time um, was 28, I think, or 27, 28, and uh, you know, he's a he's a big guy, you know, and he he squealed when he saw this <laughs> when he saw this thing, and we don't know what to do. So we we turned a fan on this possum. And um, a huge fan because we were too scared to get close to it. Anyway, it, it slunk off out uh, through the netting in the window that it had bitten through. Uh, I don't know where it went, but it was on the fifth store, fifth um, floor of a, of a large house. So like God knows where it went. But yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. Anyhow, on on to uh, on to the topics of the day. But uh, obviously, another uh, terrifying incident in Washington DC.
1: Yep. Friday morning, a car rammed into two Capitol police officers and into a barricade, it looks like. And then the driver got out and allegedly lunged at the officers with a large knife, and he was shot and killed. Um, Later, one of the officers that the driver had rammed died. He was an 18-year veteran of the force. His name was Billy Evans. Uh, The other officer was wounded and is expected to survive. The suspect has been identified by police as a 25-year-old man. Um, He is black. I will not name him as per our unofficial policy of not naming people who perpetrate acts like this. But officials say that he was from Indiana and may have ties to Virginia. Apparently, his Facebook page says he was a follower of the Nation of Islam. His Facebook also says he recently lost his job and was looking for spiritual guidance. So obviously we'll know more in the coming hours and days, but it would appear, again, appear that this attack, given the Nation of Islam connection, uh, was not MAGA-related as so many liberals were speculating aloud on social media before the suspect was identified. And it was a totally reasonable thought to have, especially after the January 6th insurrection, which was one of the reasons all these barriers and barricades and fencing is set up around the Capitol in the first place now. But this is yet another example of why when stuff like this happens, whether it's a shooting or ramming, a stabbing or some other violent event, it's not a good idea to go online and speculate about the identity of the suspect or what their motives are. And people who do that – and there are many – I feel like those people are more interested in taking a developing story where we have very little information – And nonetheless, weaving it into the narrative that they want to spin, just like we saw with the grocery store shooting where liberal Twitter was like, oh, another homegrown white terrorist when they saw a photo of him being taken into custody. And it turned out he's actually from Syria and had an Arabic name. And indications are that um, he's seriously paranoid and exhibiting antisocial behaviors leading up to the shooting. So the point is no good can come out of speculating about who a perpetrator is or what their motives might be before you have all of the necessary information. So I just, I wish people would stop doing it, but people keep doing it, but they shouldn't, is my social media tip of the week.
0: Yeah, I feel like we kind of do this every week now, really, don't we? There's some incident happens, like Twitter kicks off and liberals say one thing and the conservatives say another And it just kind of makes, you know, when it happened, you know, when this happened, for example, that was my first instinct. I was, I thought, okay, I bet you this is some MAGA nut job. But I didn't say anything publicly because I didn't know. You know, that was just my instinct. My instinct was it was probably that because we, you know, we have a, it's the Biden administration, obviously. And as you say, they, we've just had an attempted, an attempted coup uh, by the MAGA mob that came down to um, attack the Capitol building. That was obviously my first instinct, but I've obviously learned over time, like it's best not to make assumptions about these things until you have facts. And I think that should be pretty much, you know, that should be a a, a golden rule. It's kind of like, um, you know, due, due process. I've, I've heard people complaining. So take, for example, the, um, The the trial of of Derek Chauvin and people saying, why do we need a trial? We've seen we've seen, um, you know, we everyone seen the video like this is disgraceful that we're having a trial. It's like, look, everybody knows the guy's guilty. Clearly, we've seen the video evidence, but it's important to maintain that principle of, of, of due process. You get your right to a date to a trial. Right. You get to go to court. No matter whether you know, no matter how strong the evidence is against you, you have your day in court. There is due process, right? The law it, it is there for a reason, right? Like you, you are presumed innocent. It's an incredibly important aspect of the of the legal system, right? Is is this thing? And I, I think a lot of people could could benefit from, you know, kind of taking that that viewpoint of let's get the facts first before jumping to conclusions. Because I think it's just, you know, it, it, it saves everybody looking like idiots and jumping to conclusions when, you know, like, yeah, the, the, obviously we thought it was a, probably a, a white supremacist related activity, but it turns out it wasn't. It turns out it, it, it's quite possibly uh, a um, Islamic terrorist act, right? Potentially. But still, don't know. Let's try and find out all the facts first. Like, we have... We have some facts. We have some preliminary facts. And and that's all we know right now. So everyone needs to, I think, calm down and and wait
1: till the evidence uh, uh, filters through. One of the things that sucks is that every incident like this manages to fit somebody's political narrative. At first, liberals were acting like it was going to fit their political narrative. Now, conservatives like this story because he was apparently a member of the Nation of Islam. You know, and maybe like Louis Farrakhan, which fits beautifully into the, the picture they want to paint. And it, like it may not have nothing to do with Islam or or anything like that. You know, like police said, like it, he, he lost his job recently or maybe he has mental issues. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, we don't know why people do what they do. A lot of the times, and, and I feel like this fact allows for opportunists to just take advantage and just kind of weave the web that they want, and just make the latest incident, you know, another example of why da 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 da. And it's just mm. not how it should work. It sucks so much. Right,
0: right. And there's always political points to score, you know, from from a from a tragic incident like this, which is obviously absolutely awful. It's appalling. You know, it's 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 really a, a terrible. A terrible tragedy and a terrible crime. Um, obviously, there's been two people have died and a police officer has 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 died, uh, and that's that's absolutely tragic. So yeah, again, like you said, it's it's a shame. These, I mean, I don't think the, for example, the insurrection was that. I mean, that obviously was political. Right, so, so there was you know what I mean, like I don't think anybody politicized that like we we were not, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, it was a, a trump inspired coup, so um, I don't think there was any overreaction on the part of the left because of that- Ap- apparently, now we have to forget about that, apparently now, like if we talk about that we're trying to we're trying to divide the country according to according to the Republicans, you can't right. mention the coup
1: anymore because because you're trying you you're being divisive. No, exactly. It's a classic Republican tactic. It's like, yeah, we tried to overturn a will of the majority of voters, but how dare you point that out and be so divisive? Like, get the fuck out of here. That's not gonna fly. Can we? Speaking of Republicans, can we talk about Matt Gates? Oh, we can indeed talk about Matt Gates. Matt oh, Gates. Yes. Yes. Matt Gates. So. so- on- We're going to lay this out for you because this is an extremely convoluted story. It involves a lot of ins, a lot of outs, as the dude Lebowski would say, but we're going to do the best we can to lay it all out for you. We will play some clips of Gates going on Tucker Carlson on Tuesday, but we have to start at the beginning. On Tuesday, the New York Times reported that the Department of Justice late last year under Attorney General Bill Barr, opened an investigation into whether Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, District Magaland, had had a relationship with a 17-year-old girl, and whether Gates had ferried her across state lines, which could obviously carry federal sex trafficking implications uh, under the MAN Act. Anyway, so. Gates is actually quoted in this article, and he says something quite astonishing. Mr. Gates called the investigation part of an elaborate scheme involving, quote, false sex allegations, end quote, to extort him and his family for $25 million that began this month, this month being March, because that's when the story was published a week ago in March. He said his father, Don Gates, had been cooperating with the FBI and, quote, wearing a wire after they were approached by people saying they could make the investigation go away. Mr. Gates claimed the disclosure of the sex trafficking inquiry was intended to thwart an investigation into the extortion plot. All right, so let's try to figure out what's going on here. Okay, so if that's true about an investigation involving an attempt to extort Matt Gates and his family. If that's a thing, if that's an actual investigation that his father and maybe he are working with the the FBI with to to move forward, I would assume that Matt Gates just did some damage to that investigation by revealing that it exists publicly. By revealing publicly that it it exists because Gates could have just said about the the story about, you know, the the possibly having sex with a 17 year old, possibly, you know, moving her across state lines. He could have just said, I deny everything, have a nice day. But instead he basically says, I deny it. And also this is part of a scheme to extort me. So he's he's trying to blur the two cases into one when they're actually separate. So there's a DOJ investigation of him in possible relationship with an underage girl and possible sex trafficking. Then there's the other investigation of the alleged attempt to extort him by a former Department of Justice official in exchange for possibly being able to make the first case go away. Again, that's if what Gates is saying is true. I mean, I don't know if he's trying to imply that the only reason here is there's an investigation into him in the first place is because somehow this former DOJ official orchestrated the investigation from the outside and then would swoop in with this extortion demand. I have no idea. And we'll return to this in in the Tucker segment in a moment, but I'm not sure exactly – what gates is trying to say here because he's raised more questions than he's answered which is never a good thing when you're the subject of a criminal probe
0: this guy who i don't know who's advising him
1: on on what to say in public
0: but nothing uh, you say nothing in public yeah you say nothing in public so instead what this idiot did was to go on tucker carlson right which i'm sure he figured would be friend would be kind of you know uh, a friendly interview but it didn't really do him any favours at all. And I think, um, you you know, we're going to go over the interview, but it basically, you know, like Tucker Carlson smelled a rat. Like he smelled a rat big time, right? He was not cool with this interview at all. Like he was very disturbed by it. And I think that, um, yeah, so, you know, who knows what's going on, but this
1: smells like, it, it smells very, very fishy, it smells fishy cuz it is fishy. I have no idea what Gates did or didn't do. But when it's All looked- I'm saying, all I'm saying is if I had a teenage
0: daughter and Matt Gates wanted to uh, take her on vacation, I might have a problem
1: with that. That would be weird. All right, so so let's get into this t- Tucker interview with Gates.
2: So this is obviously a serious allegation.
3: Tell us what the truth is from your perspective. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17-year-old woman, and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. On March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. Our family was so troubled by that, we went to the local FBI. And the FBI and the Department of Justice were so concerned about this attempted extortion of a member of Congress that they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former Department of Justice official. Tonight, I am demanding that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence and that will show that these allegations are not true. They're merely intended to try to bleed my family out of money. And this former Department of Justice official tomorrow was supposed to be contacted by my father so that specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of $4.5 million as a down payment on this bribe. I don't think it's a coincidence that tonight somehow The New York Times is leaking this information, smearing me and ruining the investigation that would likely result in uh, one of the former colleagues of the current DOJ being brought to justice uh, for trying to extort me and my family.
1: Let me stop it right there. I want to make one thing clear. The New York Times broke the story that Gates was being investigated for the 17 for for possibly having sex with a 17 year old. The source for the existence of the extortion case which is separate do you want to know who the source for that is in the new york times story it's matt fucking gates gates was the one who revealed the existence of this investigation so he could he could have not brought the extortion thing up at all he could have just kept his mouth shut but no he decided to pile on top of that the existence of this alleged extortion investigation being conducted by the DOJ into a former DOJ official who is trying to get money from him so it's a really weird thing that gates is accusing the new york times of ruining this investigation the, the, the extortion investigation when Gates was the guy who blabbed about it existing in the first place. Yeah, this,
0: this is uh, right out of the bat. It is extremely sketchy. His in the entire premise of what he's saying or what he's alleging. It, it's, it's very, um, he's blurring lines and he's, he's making connections that aren't there, right. to, to obviously make it appear... His job is to make it appear like... Well, what he's doing is to make it appear like he's being... He's the victim of a giant conspiracy, right? Which is basically straight out of the Trump playbook, right? This is incredibly Trumpian, what we're seeing here, right? He's, uh, um, you know, he's using um, unrelated events, tying them together to make it appear to... um, the public that he he's the victim of something.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. But where he may be going astray in terms of, you know, his strategy here, um no president of the United States has ever been arrested after they were elected president of the United States. Meanwhile, plenty of members of Congress have gone to prison. Oh, yes. So, so yes, I agree with you this is a very trumpy tactic, but he just does not uh, he's not in the same ballpark as a former U.S. president. Let's continue.
3: So, a, cu- a
2: couple of obvious questions that come to mind. And again, just to restate, this just happened. Don't have any other information beyond what we've already said and you have said. Um, who, first of all, who is this Department of Justice former employee who's trying to extort the money from you, you say?
3: His name is David McGee. He was a top official in the leadership in the Northern District of Florida as a prosecutor. He currently works at the Beggs and Lane Law Firm. As a matter of fact, one of the recordings that was made at the FBI and Department of Justice request occurred at that law firm, and the money that was supposed to be paid today that would have shown even more evidence of David McGee's work in this extortion scheme, that was foiled by the New York Times story, and I believe that's why this, uh, this horrible information and these terrible allegations have been used this evening.
2: You're saying that David McGee was motivated by greed. He was trying to extort money from your family.
3: That's his motivation, you're saying. Uh, I know that there was a demand for money in exchange for a commitment that he could make this investigation go away along with his co-conspirators. They even claim to have specific connections inside the Biden White House. Now, I don't know if that's true. They were promising that Joe Biden would pardon me. Obviously, I don't need a pardon. I'm not seeking a pardon. I've not done anything improper or wrong. But what I am troubled by uh, is the real motivation for all of this. You know, just tonight, Ted Lieu, a Democrat, is calling on me to be removed from the House Judiciary Committee And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do. And so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family. And you know how it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful. But it did not happen. It is not true. And the fact that it is the basis of this attempt to extort my family tells a lot. And if the FBI and Department of Justice will release the tapes that they are in possession of, the American people will see what is really going on.
1: I like how he tries to like rope Tucker Carlson into it by saying like, oh, you've been in my we're we're alike (laughs) <laughs> you know you and i we've been falsely accused of sex stuff right yeah tucker carlson if you look at his face if you if you've seen the clip um, oh. he's not
0: happy about this whatsoever right he well, really is not happy about it
1: yeah um, and he he continues to get unhappier as it as it goes on here's his response
0: you just
2: referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago um of course, it was, it was not true. i never met the person. Um, but but I, I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen. And you do see it a lot. Let's go back to the investigation. You you say that it was uh, that it was or is underway. There was an investigation. What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation that's really not very clear from these news stories?
3: Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me, uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime uh, and i'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate uh, investigation into me would then permute would then convert into this extortion attempt i i, I don't remember the the woman you're speaking of or the context <coughs> at all honestly but
2: i i was <laughs> they're saying there is a 17 year old girl who uh, you had a relationship with? Is that true? And like, who are they? Who is this girl? What are they talking about?
3: Uh, uh, in the New York Times. The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a seventeen-year-old. That is totally false. The allegation, as I read it in the New York Times, is that I've traveled with some seventeen-year-old in some relationship. That is false, and records will bear that out to be false.
1: Gates keeps insisting that people look at his travel records, and there will be no indication that. He flew with this girl, and it's like, first of all, we don't know who she is, the public, so there's nothing for the public to look at. There's something for the Department of Justice to look at, and I'm sure they are looking into that as part of their investigation. But even if they don't find that they traveled on the same train or same plane, they're like – Ways you can travel together, kind of, or, you know, Gates may have flown her across state lines on her own to meet up with him. Like, there's all kinds of ways that they could have rendezvoused or traveled together that would be undetectable. Anyway, right, of
0: course, he could have Venmo'd her the money, for example,
1: you know. Yeah, and that is one of the things that the the New York Times has pointed out that like he he used a Cash App to make payments to I don't know if it was her specifically, but they did say that he had sent money to women for various things. Um, and tied up into this is his, uh, his friend, Joel Greenberg, who was the former Seminole County tax collector who was indicted last year on sex trafficking. Uh, so that case is ongoing and Gates and him are longtime friends and they were mixed up in, in, they were mixed up in something.
2: How, How long has this investigation been going on? Do you know?
3: I, I don't know. When were you first informed of that? Uh, you know, again, I, I, I really saw this as a deeply troubling challenge for my family on March 16th when people were, you know, talking about a, a minor and that there were pictures of me with child prostitutes. Uh, that's obviously false. There will be no such pictures because no such thing happened. Um, but really on March 16th was when this got going from the extortion standpoint so
2: what what happens next i mean you can say there is this investigation i guess a criminal investigation i'm not quite sure what the sex trafficking part comes in i don't again for the fifth time i don't really understand the story very well but wh- where does it go from here i mean you're you've made an allegation against someone by name on the air and accused him of trying to extort millions of dollars from your family
3: what what happens tomorrow well what was supposed to happen Uh, was the transfer of this money that would have implicated the former colleague of these current DOJ officials. But that's obviously not going to happen tomorrow because the New York Times story was leaked in order to quell that investigative effort. So here's what needs to happen next. The FBI and the Department of Justice must release the tapes that are in their possession that were done at their direction Those tapes will show that I am innocent and that the whole concept of sex charges against me was really just a way to try to bleed my family out of money and probably smear my name because I am a well-known, outspoken conservative. And I guess that's out of style in a lot of parts of the country right now.
2: Matt Gates, I appreciate you coming on tonight.
1: Again, so his father was supposed to wear a wire and meet up with this alleged extorter The day after this tucker interview but apparently got blown up but it got blown up because of matt gates again the original new york times story the source for the existence of this alleged extortion of gates and his family was matt gates so matt gates was the guy if he is to be believed who blew up that investigation or who at least compromised that investigation. And Gates probably knows a hell of a lot more than he's saying.
0: Yes, and and, and Tucker Carlson ended the segment. Can we play that? Let's play the, the end sure. of Tucker Carlson's response to this. So That's very interesting.
2: Matt Gates' interview, that was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. That story just appeared in the news a couple of hours ago. And on the certainty that there's always more than you read in the newspaper, we immediately called Matt Gates and asked him to come on and tell us more, which as he saw he did I think that clarified much, uh, but it certainly showed this is a deeply interesting story
1: and we'll be, we'll be following it. Don't quite understand it, but we'll bring you on when we find out. Yeah. So I, re- I read afterwards that Tucker Carlson was really pissed because Gates brought up the, the accusation against him from a long time ago and bre- alleged that Tucker was at, a dinner with him and gates uh was at a dinner with gates and this this person and he was like you know like you just heard he said i don't know what you're talking about
0: it it feels like you know you know what it feels like it feels like he's going down and he wants to bring fucking everybody else down with him that that's what it feels like that's what the interview felt like he was like right i i i'm in deep trouble here and i'm gonna start like flailing out and and you know, in, in, and trying to bring down as many people with me, or or try to mitigate the damage somehow to myself by by you know pointing fingers elsewhere. I don't know, but it was it was like as. Carlson said himself you know it was one of the weirdest interviews it was extremely it was a very weird interview and I think that's obviously Tucker Carlson kind of like covering his ass afterwards he's like okay look I don't understand this this is weird I don't know what to make of it because obviously you know Tucker Carlson's not an idiot you know he might be a sort of vile um, white nationalist but he's not stupid at all and I think he he thinks something is deeply deeply wrong with <laughs> with with this entire um, debacle right and and he 's wondering you know what to make of it, uh, because you know what did what did we learn from that interview What, what we learned from Matt Gates is that he has something to hide that 's the only thing I can think of right he, If you look at the surface of it it 's very much i didn 't do anything, this is all nonsense there's a consp- you know he's implying there 's a conspiracy against him, but the conspiracy makes no sense whatsoever right because the the there the, were basically the two cases are kind of unrelated right um it, there's an original investigation and then there's now a um a, a new case of or of of extortion right and and they they kind of you know he's saying they're linked he's making an accusation to, and saying that that uh, the the extortion is related to the original charges but we don't know anything the lawyer the former DOJ official was denied this, right, and is, is um, suing the guy, is filing a lawsuit. And we only have Matt Gaetz's word for this. And it doesn't do anything to negate the original investigation, which, you know, clearly has teeth, right? And, and I think also the fact that all of his colleagues, nobody's willing to stick up for this guy at all. Right. Everybody knows the guy's a creep. There was a report out in CNN. Um, and, uh, this is about, um, uh, Matt Gates sharing photos of, um, uh, of nude w- photos and videos of nude women. So apparently this is from CNN. Um, Gates had gained a reputation in Congress over his relationships with women and bragging about his sexual escapades to his colleagues, multiple sources told CNN. Gates allegedly showed off to other lawmakers photos and videos of nude women he said he had slept with, the sources told CNN, including while on the House floor. The sources, including two people directly showing the material, said Gates displayed the images of women on his phone and talked about having sex with them. One of the videos showed a naked woman with a hula hoop, according to one source. It was a point of pride. One of the sources set of gates so what does this mean we don't know what this means this is like the, the these sources are not on record we don't know their names we don't know who they are so obviously you don't know what quite know what to make of that this this guy is a, is a creep this guy is a real creep um and you know he's got a very sort of uh, from from what the the rumors that we're hearing he's a sleazeball so it would be very interesting to see how this case
1: evolves he definitely is a sleazeball. He's basically a frat bro in Congress. You know, he show, allegedly showed these photos, videos uh, in the chamber, in the House chamber and elsewhere in the Capitol. That's a thing college bros do. And Matt Gates, I feel like, has never probably matured beyond 20, 21 years old. And, and maybe that's why, perhaps, perhaps, he thinks a 17-year-old is fair game because He's never grown up past the age of 20. And I'll also add now, Ben, I'm not a lawyer, but I feel very comfortable in giving some legal advice to our listeners. If you ever find that you are the subject of a criminal investigation of any kind, my advice to you is don't tweet about it. Don't talk about it on TV. Don't talk to your friend about it unless your friend is your lawyer. Don't text your grandma about it. Don't email your old college roommate about it. Don't talk about it in any way to anyone through any medium, unless it's your lawyer. If you feel like you must issue a denial about it, fine. Let your lawyer issue a denial. But don't go on TV and don't go on Twitter, as Matt Gates did, to deny it and then proceed to raise way more questions than you have answered. Because that can only hurt you. Everything you say in public can be used against you. If you are under criminal investigation, you need to shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely don't go on Tucker Carlson. Definitely do not go on Tucker Carlson. I mean, it, it, all, the, his choice of, of Fox News hosts as well was bizarre. Uh, he probably would have been better off going on Sean Hannity because Sean Hannity is, is, is not bright enough to ask him any meaningful questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tucker Carlson isn't stupid. So going on, you know, the, the, the most intellectually able Fox News presenter, right? There's one thing that Tucker Carlson is extremely good at, right? And that's basically covering his own ass, right? Tucker Carlson is extremely good at str- at straddling that very, very thin line between being... You know saying something absolutely you know outrageous to the point of being fired um and sort of being able to to to, to claim ignorance you know or to, or to to feign innocence you know so he can he can Tucker Carlson is a kind of you know he has a legal, he has a good legal mind he has a good journalistic mind he has a good legal mind he's not stupid he clearly sensed something was happening i feel like i'm singing tucker carlson's praises which i i am absolutely loath to do but you know that's one thing I will say about the guy is that he, that he he's going to ask meaningful questions. And I, ho- and, and Matt Gates, I hope he goes back on. I hope he goes back on to Tucker Carlson and incriminates himself further. Cause it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, it, this could, this is one of like the sort of the great joys of, um, of, of watching Trump stooges uh, uh, just incinerate themselves on, 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 on television. It's like, you know, it's one of the, a, as a sort of a, a left-leaning person who was very, very much opposed to everything Trump, uh, it, it's absolutely brilliant watching these these absolute monsters wreck their careers, you know, it, very, very publicly. So, you, you know, it, from, my, from my perspective, keep going, bro. You know, you're doing a great job.
1: Speaking of guests on Tucker Carlson, this segs nicely into our... New segment that we're doing for, I think this is the second week, and Ben, you'll have to tell me if I got the name of the segment right, because last week I didn't. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the name of the segment is, what crazy fucking thing did a Republican say this week?
0: Uh, you got that absolutely right. Um, yes. You know, this is, this is our flagship segment. This is the flagship segment for the show um, this week we've got we've got uh, got a couple of quotes for you so the first quote comes from a guy named alex berenson so i don't know technically whether he's a republican or not but he's certainly doing the rounds um, on right-wing arsehole shows, he's been on Tucker Carlson. He's been on uh, Laura Ingram. He's constantly he was on Joe Rogan. Uh, and this guy is uh, so he was the he was a reporter for the New York Times. Um, he's all he was the author of some thriller novels and uh, on uh, a book on corporate financial filings. So he's educated at Yale University. So he's not stupid, right? But what he has turned into um over the past sort of year is a a covid denier basically one of the sort of i think um so the atlantic just wrote a piece on on him calling him the pandemic's wrongest man right so he's been wrong about almost everything related to the pandemic and uh, has tweeted about it constantly and just published a book uh, about it as well right he, the book is called the unreported Truths about covid 19 and lockdowns so this guy doesn't think vaccines work he thinks lockdowns don't work he thinks masks don't work uh he was on joe rogan for god knows how long three hours um spouting um, you know basically nonsensical conspiracy theories but they're not they're not really conspiracy theories that he's he, he's smart enough not to not to um not to kind of go down the whole QAnon route, but he uses data, right? And 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 very selectively picks data that supports his thesis uh, and then trots it out as, a, as the sort of truth, right? So anyway, this, he tweeted, uh, he was completely torn apart in the Atlantic. Like the Atlantic did an absolute number on him. I mean, just... If you ever took this guy seriously, you need to read this piece, the Atlantic piece, uh, because it dismantles absolutely everything he said. And anyway, he's been on Twitter defending himself. Obviously, you know he—I think—he understands he's been completely debunked and humiliated. But so, this is a tweet he wrote a couple of days ago, right? And uh, I wanted to say that I wanted to use this as a "What crazy fucking thing did a Republican say this week?" because this is insane, right? He writes they were sure about lockdowns they were wrong they were sure about closing schools they were wrong they were sure about masks they were wrong now they're so sure about vaccines vaccines using totally new biotechnology they want to mandate them what could go wrong right so there's a few problems with this tweet right the first very very obvious point about the first obvious point I'll bring up is who 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 is they first of all who are they? What the the entire the the British government, the French government, the Spanish government, the New Zealand government, the U.S. government, um, you know, uh, the government of Peru, every government around the world followed almost exactly the same prescription to stop this thing. The Chinese government. So is this they? Every po- public health official on the planet is that who he's talking about? Um, so anyway, there's a, that's the first point. They were sure about lockdowns. They were wrong. First of all, lockdowns did work. There's conclusive evidence that lockdown worked, right? Studies, studies have shown that COVID lockdowns worked, have saved lives. This is a story from Reuters, right? Um, so there's a study that showed uh, the, the Reuters article points to, um, is incredibly well-sourced. Yeah, so the Reuters article cites multiple studies that show uh, that lockdowns absolutely worked to to stop the spread of covid and without them the the healthcare systems around the, the world would have collapsed right so first point lockdowns did absolutely work they were wrong about closing schools they were wrong right not true right this is not true uh this is an. School closures in spring were linked to drastic decreases in COVID-19 cases and deaths. This uh, was a study published in the Journal of American Medical Association um, that closing all of the state schools was associated with a drastic decrease in both COVID-19 cases and deaths. So this is all very well known that closing schools was instrumental in stopping the spread of COVID early on. Um, They said they were sure about masks. They were wrong, right? This is another one of these um, anti-mask, uh conspiracy theories that masks don't work right duke a duke study um conclusively proved this is just one of many 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 studies by uh reputable universities and um uh, medical studies that showed that masks do absolutely do work and some masks work better than others um so if ninety five percent of people wear cloth masks within six feet of each other of other people in public, it will reduce COVID nineteen transmissions by thirty percent. Those are just those are cloth masks. Um, the N uh, 95 ones are far more effective. Was was um, yeah, a Duke study um, confirmed that that masks are incredibly effective. With the N ninety five mask being the most effective, um, it stops a huge amount of transmissions. Uh, he said, now they're so sure about vaccines, vaccines using totally new biotechnology, they want to mandate them. So there's two problems with this one. First of all, um, the the biotechnology he's referring to is mRNA technology. This is not true. mRNA technology has been around for at least 20 years. Uh, They want to mandate them. That's absolutely not true. No government is mandating uh, mandating vaccines. The US government is absolutely not mandating vaccines. You're free to take the vaccine if you want it and you're free not to take it if you don't want it. So this guy is just lying, right? He's either stupid or he's lying. And I would posit that he is lying. He's being willfully deceitful here. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's my, that's my what crazy fucking thing did a
1: Republican say this week for you. You noted that Berenson went to Yale, so he's not stupid. And my immediate first thought was George W. Bush went to Yale. But I, I agree with your assessment. I think Berenson knows what he's doing here. But anyway, OK, so I have a quote. And like last week, Ben, and so you're going to have to guess. OK, are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Why is it that every time the 2020 election fraud is discussed, the fake news media consistently states that such charges are baseless, unfounded, unwarranted, etc. Sadly, there was massive fraud in the 2020 presidential election, and many very angry people understand that. With each passing day, and unfortunately for the radical left crazies, more and more facts are coming out. Other than that, happy Easter.
0: I mean, that sounds like something Donald Trump would say. Uh, I'm either guessing Donald Trump or his
1: idiot son, Don Jr. This is the original Coke. This is Donald Trump (laughs) Sr. This is, (laughs) this is, I mean, he really knows how to end a press release. He's still prattling on about the non-existent widespread voter fraud that denied him a second term. And based on the big lie, more than 350 voter suppression bills have been introduced across the 50 states. One of which has become law in Georgia, and more will as well. Actually, two of which, if you include Iowa, um, and in Georgia, of course, we documented over the last few weeks how they have ran through a voter suppression bill because Trump lost Georgia. The Republicans lost both Senate races, and. For Republicans, the solution to this problem isn't to try to appeal to more voters in order to win the state back, but rather to make it so that fewer people can vote. And they are operating on the theory that by doing this, this will actually favor them. There is some evidence pointing to – there is evidence pointing to that being the case. At the same time, it's not like as clear cut. We'll just have to see how this plays out. But in response to this voter suppression bill, a lot of companies have come out against it. Uh, Delta kind of did a 180. Um, They came out and said they oppose this bill now. They oppose this law. would have been nice if they had come out before the law was passed. But anyway, the latest uh, organization uh, to respond to this is Major League Baseball who was to have their all-star game this year in Atlanta. And I'll just read a quick statement from Major League Baseball about that from Commissioner Rob Manfred. Over the last week, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's all-star game and MLB draft. So I'll leave the statement at that. He goes on and, but that's the, that's the crux of it. And that's a pretty big deal. I'm not aware of, I don't think major league baseball, uh, or any of the other major American sports leagues has ever mid season withdrawn a, a city's, uh, their all-star game. So I, I believe this is without precedent. So that's pretty significant, I think. And of course, conservatives lost their shit over this governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. He said that they've, Major League Baseball has caved to cancel culture. And you have like Mike Lee and Ted Cruz who have said that they are going to look into revoking Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption as punishment for this. And Ben, my question for you is, what happened to the rights of corporations and other private entities to make decisions that they think are in the best interests of themselves
0: yeah not only that right but like aren't they trying they're trying to cancel major league baseball right like, i thought they were all opposed to cancel culture but now they want to cancel it because they're doing something they don't agree with it's it, we're getting it's getting to the point of absurdity now where you know um republicans basically all they do is rail all day about cancel culture and then as soon as something happens that they don't like they want to cancel it it's it's ridiculous i mean it's completely you know the the hypocrisy is just mind blowing you would have thought but unfortunately none of them are self-aware in the slightest so it's not going to make any bit of difference but yeah i mean you know look these the, the georgia voting laws are are abhorrent they're completely disgusting and um you know I don't know anything about baseball, but I think the organization's response—the organization that that employs, you know, a lot of African Americans, uh, a lot of minorities as well—did did the right thing. You know, of course you're going to do that, right? It's, this is a this is a civil rights issue, right? Um, and they're a private company, as you know, and they have an they have a, a a right to take their business wherever they want, right? They don't have to they don't have to leave it in a racist state. You know, they don't have to host their events in a, in a racist state that have that has racist voting laws. I mean, it's it's completely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it, yeah, and that's a great point that you made. Cancel culture, and and really cancel culture, it's just it's 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 now at the point where it is just used by conservatives for anything they don't like, right? So I do think that there is a, that this is quote unquote cancel culture, insofar as it it. It really does exist. I think it does go too far.
3: Yeah, right? of course, it, it start, of
1: course. Yeah, but they are now using it. They they now use cancel anything that we don't like that's somehow canceling us. All the while, they're more than happy to like quote unquote cancel to use that word the way they use it to cancel anything, anybody, any organization, any company, any any state. What like whatever they're happy to do that because if. This gets back to Donald Trump losing the election, they didn't like it, and he touted the big lie, and these states are trying to, and in some cases, succeeding in passing these voter laws, voter suppression laws, on the basis of that big lie. And so, like, you want cancel culture, how about making it harder for people to vote? you could argue that is the ultimate cancel culture in a democracy and that is exactly what republicans across the nation are doing
0: right and i think you know we're going to have to do a deep dive on what's happening in georgia and the voting uh the the restrictive voting laws that have just passed there uh, because it's a huge topic you know and then again this gets into obviously hr1 and the you know the democrats vital need to Pass voting reform, the voting reform bill as soon as possible, end the filibuster or do something to the filibuster uh, and get rid of this. Because, you know, look, like the right thrives when there's a culture war. They are constantly trying to manufacture a culture war war, because that's the only way that they can get people to vote for their insane policies, right? Their economic policies are non existent. The economic policies consist of cutting taxes for big corporations and the wealthy, and that's it right and and also deregulation that's it they have they, they don't have any other policies on anything, so what they're trying to do is to try to ferment a culture war they're trying to stop people from voting and they're trying to ferment a culture war right those are the, those are some of the strategies they're using to drive a wedge between themselves and Democrats and try to get people over onto their side by claiming there's you know council culture on the left uh, and that there are all these illegals um, voting in elections when they're when they're not right. Um so this is a this is a, a tactic that they're using and it has to be you know, this is why passing actual one is so important, I think, right? It's because you know they're gonna kick and scream about everything anyway. So you might as well just pass the damn bill, right? End the filibuster and pass the damn bill. So they can, can they can keep complaining about it, but they won't have the power to do anything about it, right? This is the situation that um Democrats need to find themselves in. They don't wanna be Uh, in this situation where Republicans can... You know, they have control over the levers of power. So they can do things like this. They can do things uh, like restrict access to voting in places like Georgia, in crucial swing states like Georgia. So I think, you know, this this should be a signal to Democrats. um, You know, you have to ignore the noise, uh, pass HR1, end the filibuster, and, uh, you know, and continue to ignore these guys because it's, you know, they're essentially... It's not a political party anymore. They're a bunch of kind of reactionary terrorists. That's what I would, that's what I would call the Republican Party. They're, it's a nihilistic party that is, is basically determined to incinerate you know, what's left of the institution of government in America. Uh, and they're using culture war to
1: achieve their ends. And we need to fight fire with fire. That's my opinion. Something you just said would have blown me away two years ago crucial swing states like georgia and if you had said that to me two years ago i would say it would have said what the fuck are you talking about right right amazing yeah amazing but yeah you're right pass the damn bill and the
0: filibuster pass the damn bill all right well listen on that note i think uh We'll leave it there for today, folks. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week. Uh, if you would like to support the banter, you can subscribe. You can get a fifty percent off a membership. You can just click on the button in the newsletter or on the website. You get fifty percent discount on a year, a uh, year's membership. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify. Please dive into the comments section. Uh, we're doing a members chat thread as well every Friday. So if you're a Bantam member, you can jump in on the chat threads. Uh, we got a lot of love for the podcast, actually. Uh, so that was great. Um, thanks so much, everyone listening, for jumping in on the tra- chat thread on Friday. Uh, I, you know, it was really nice to hear um, some of you talking about the podcast and how much you are enjoying it. And uh, yeah, Mike and I are doing our best here uh, to make the show as good as possible. And uh, we're trying to improve as well. So
1: any feedback would be, would be awesome. Um, Mike, anything from you, my friend. When we record next week, I will have just come off of getting my first COVID-19 vaccine shot. Join if the dark I, side. Join the Blue Gates Mafia. Right. I'm, I'm going to be buying Microsoft, tablets by the dozens (laughs) you're gonna be dreaming in windows 11 are are we at windows 11 i haven't used windows in like 20
0: (laughs) i i think that's the latest windows i don't know I i
1: guess that's the whole point it's to get me to start using windows 11 exactly all right everybody we will see you next week take care